And God showed me a lot of things. He showed me how I was not taking care of my body. He showed me how I was actually enjoying my gluttonous behavior He sh- or the gluttonous behavior. It's not mine anymore. He showed me how not only was did I harm myself, but I had put a model before my children and invited this thing into our home so that then it would it was wreaking havoc in my children's meal time. I'm so glad we're here together for another episode of God's Perfect Size, where faith meets fat loss. I'm your host, Kim Jagwe. I'm the author of God's Perfect Size. I'm also a former food addict turned food freedom advocate, and I'm all about advocating for food freedom in Jesus Christ, because I personally believe there's no other way we can have lasting eternal freedom except through Jesus. With that being said, let's get into it. So today's show is about the Great Commission. I don't know if you read the Great Commission often. Every once in a while, I will flip through the scriptures and either read the account in Mark or read the account in Matthew. And today I just happen to be in Mark really because I'm giving a talk in a couple of days. And so as I was preparing my notes, I found myself in the book of Mark and just perusing through the Great Commission and my heart just leapt. Listen, if you have not read the Great Commission in a while, let's go in together and read this because it is life transforming. Y'all, when we start to fully grasp who we are in Jesus and what we have in Jesus, it's a game changer. It flips the script and turns the enemy on its head. And you are now standing on top of what used to just decimate you and destroy you and drag you down. So if you're curious about what it is that you have in Christ, then let's read this thing together because I'm telling you, it will edify you. It will build you up and it will get you into your warrior mode to go and conquer your goals in life and conquer this weight loss journey and do the things that you're called to do in the name of Jesus. So let's get into it. I told you I'm in the book of Mark. So find the Great Commission in your Bible, grab your digital device, whatever that might be, your phone, your laptop, whatever's near you, that iPad just hanging out, pull up the Great Commission. Let's read this thing together. So it says, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Did you hear that? Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. That's you and me, every single one of us who believe in Jesus, who've given our lives to him. That's not in scripture. I'm just telling you, these are the signs that will accompany us, those who believe. And it says, in my name, that's the name of Jesus. So in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and they preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. Y'all, these are the signs that accompany us who believe. Now let's address a few things. First of all, don't go out there picking up serpents and drinking deadly poison because 
If you read through the scriptures, you'll know that Jesus says that you're to do what you hear the Father telling you to do, just like he was told what to do when he walked on this earth. So if Jesus isn't telling you to go pick up a serpent or drink some deadly poison, don't do it. Don't do it because you're going to find out the hard way that you did that on your own and you were testing God. Now that we got that out of the way, here's the cool thing about the Great Commission. We have the authority of Jesus' name backing us up to cast out demons. One of my most popular episodes is talking about gluttony at the table. If you haven't listened to that episode, I believe it's the second episode I ever made. Why is it one of the first episodes I made? Because when I realized that I was struggling, not just in my flesh, but that there was an actual demonic presence that was always enticing me to eat, inciting me to just eat more and more and just consume as much as I possibly could while getting sicker and never getting any freer. When I realized that there was that presence always with me, sitting at the table with me, egging me on to do these sinful acts of eating. Yes, I had a desire to do it. Yes, I had grown accustomed to sinning against God in this way, but also, yes, there was a demon present with me. And even when I got to the place where I desperately wanted to be free, I just couldn't. And you know, Paul talks about that, like the thing he wants to do, this the good things that he desires to do for the Lord, he's, he's not always able to do because sin is right there present with him. I felt those words. I was living that truth. And so as much as I sought after that freedom, I couldn't quite attain it until God revealed to me what was really happening at my dinner table every evening and every day for every meal. And then when I read the Great Commission, when I saw that these are the signs that accompany those who believe, I took God at his word and I was like, yo, if he revealed to me that, that these demons are inciting me during mealtime and that I have the authority to cast them out in his name, then I'm going to do it. And so I started doing that. I would sit at the table. I would feel this insatiable urge to continue eating. And it just seemed like I would never get full. For the very first time when I stood in the authority of Jesus Christ, because it's his finished work, it's his power, it's his name, it's his love, it's his grace that has given me this gift. Y'all, I strapped up in the spirit. I got my sword out. I said, you know what, Satan, according to the word of God, it says that you will be cast out in the name of Jesus. I'm done with you playing with my appetite. I'm done with you playing with my mental space, making me want things that I should not desire, making me sin against God. And I literally stood on that truth. And I said, in the name of Jesus, spirit of gluttony, I cast you out of my home, out of my kitchen and out of my appetite. And then I also repented. So not only did I cast the enemy out, but I said, God, I'm sorry I sinned against you in this way. Because truthfully, if I were being a hundred percent honest with y'all, there's pleasure that comes with eating certain foods, foods that you like. There's pleasure that comes with sin. And I was engaging in that sin and enjoying all that it had to offer. And when I stood in the truth and saw myself reflected back, when I looked to scriptures and I saw myself reflected back, I knew I had sinned against God. So I had to ask for forgiveness. And honestly, it was kind of flipped on its head. So what I really did was I repented first. I asked God, forgive me for the ways I've sinned against you. Forgive me for 
misusing this temple, this body that you gave me and forgive me for partnering with the enemy in this and enjoying feasting at the enemy's table over and above your table. I repented of all of that. And then what I did next was I, after I asked God to forgive me, I renounced every way that I had partnered with the enemy. I asked God, show me what I've done. Show me the truth so that I can truthfully see myself, ask for forgiveness and renounce all the ways that I've worked with the enemy in this. And God showed me a lot of things. He showed me how I was not taking care of my body. He showed me how I was actually enjoying my gluttonous behavior He sh- or the gluttonous behavior. It's not mine anymore. He showed me how not only was did I harm myself, but I had put a model before my children and invited this thing into our home so that then it would it was wreaking havoc in my children's mealtime. He showed me all of that. I repented for all of that. I renounced the ways I had partnered with the enemy to even bring down others around me through my sinful behavior. And then I said, you have to go. I cast it out. You have to go. I cast you out in the name of Jesus. I knew who I was in Christ. I knew the authority that I had. I knew I was seated with Christ in the heavenly places. And I knew that I had been given the authority to use his name. So I wasn't afraid to stand up and say, you have to go. And then I took it one step further. Not everybody does this, but I tell the enemy where to go. I don't want you hanging out, hiding behind a bush near my house or floating in my heavenly space wherever I exist in the heavenlies with Christ. I don't want you anywhere near me. So I tell the enemy, you go answer to Jesus. You go to the feet of Jesus and you answer to him for this. And so I tell the enemy when I cast him out where to go. And then when I'm done, I praise God. I give I give thanks and I give all glory to him. Thank you, God, for doing this. You are faithful to your word. You said, ask and it shall be given. And so I asked you for this and you've already given it to me. So I give you thanks and I give you praise and I rejoice in the finished work. Now, does the enemy always stay away? You cast him out. Does he stay away? No, not always. Does he come back and try to tempt you at a later time? Of course he does. But here's the the good news. Your power and your authority in Christ, it never runs out. It never runs out. So if the enemy shows up on the scene again, you just cast him out again. You do it again and again, and you stand your ground and you stand it until you take your last breath. So the Great Commission revealed that to me, that I have that authority, that you have that authority if you believe in Jesus Christ. If you find that you are always struggling in a particular area, whether it be food issues or watching too much TV, feeling addicted to your cell phone, whatever it is. We have modern problems with the same spiritual roots from the beginning. Our problems might have a a digital face, but they have the same spiritual roots. That's what it is. And so you have to have the same tested spiritual weapons. Now, I want you to take a look back at the Great Commission because the Lord says that you have the authority to cast out demons. It also says you will be given new tongues to speak in. I know that sounds maybe like a Christianese thing, and maybe it sounds weird and spooky, but really it is just a language that God gives you. Sometimes you don't know how to pray for yourself. Sometimes you're under so much distress that the words just don't even flow. This 
all this is saying is that God will give you a tongue and help you speak. He will give you a prayer language and help you talk to him. And really it's the Holy Spirit just speaking through you. I've had it happen to me. It's not some weird thing that will most likely, I pray it doesn't freak you out. It didn't freak me out. It just actually felt very normal and it felt very natural and it felt very edifying if I were being honest. The very first time I spoke in a new tongue, I was in distress. I wrote about it in the book. I had been dealing with, um, you know, just suicidal ideation. And I won't get into that because I don't want to trigger anyone, but I had been dealing with a lot of thoughts that were unhealthy, unholy, and downright sinful and devastating. And I couldn't get them to turn off. And I was in so much distress. I was crying nonstop in my closet and I, I couldn't seem to find my way out of that tearful state, out of that depressed state. And one day it just felt so heavy that I was, I was like, God, help me, please help me. It was all I could say really, except just ask God for help over and over again. And then just like that, the words went from God help me to praying, but it was like, it almost sounded like gibberish to me, to be honest, but the words felt like they were just pouring out of me. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to go with this, Lord. I'm trusting this is you, Jesus. And if it's not you, take it away. And it didn't go away. So I just kept leaning into it. And I was like, Jesus. And the interesting thing is the more I prayed, the lighter I felt. I can't tell you how it works. I can't tell you why it works, except by this power of the Holy Spirit and the gift that God has given us to be able to speak in a tongue. So if you find that you are ever hurting, if you find that you just don't have the words to explain how much it's weighing on you or how devastating it is to you, ask God to help you pray. Ask God to help you get the words out. And you can even talk to the Holy Spirit who's inside of you. He's right there with you. Talk to him like he's a real being because he is. He's right inside of you. You can say, Holy Spirit, I don't know what to pray for. Will you pray for me? And then open your mouth and just start praying. If English words come out, then let them come out. If Spanish words or Mandarin words come out, whatever language comes out, let it come out. If a language comes out that you don't quite know and it just sounds foreign to you, let it pour out before the Father. And you let that pour out and don't become afraid. Just let it pour out until you feel the weight lifted off of you. You stay in that posture of prayer and let it pour out of you. So here's why I shared the Great Commission with you. Because a lot of you tune in because you're hurting because you're broken, because you're up against odds that feel impossible. But nothing is impossible with your God. He's left everything for you to overcome and trample over the enemy of your soul. He's given you this commission, this this charge, this call, this, this mandate to walk out by the Spirit all that He's given you. So trust God. When en the enemy comes into your territory, cast it out. When burdens and the weightiness of life are too much for you to bear, pour it out through prayer, through a very spiritual prayer that comes from a tongue from heaven alone. You have all of these resources at your disposal. Y'all, use them. Use them. Don't be afraid. If 
anything, if I could just encourage you to do anything, it would be to believe God. Read this passage. Read it until it starts to resonate with your spirit and believe God. And if you're not sure if any of it's true, ask God to reveal it to you. Ask him to show you if it's true or not, and then try it out. What have you got to lose? A lot of us are already stuck and hurt and lost and in pain. What have you got to lose except that pain, except that that listless, lifeless feeling that's hanging around? God is true, and he is able to uphold his word and to do everything he told you he would do in his word. Your job is to believe him and test it out. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. I pray that the Great Commission inspired you to dig deeper into God's Word and to find out exactly what it is you have. You have gifts in the Word of God. Go in there, search it out, find what your gifts are, find what the Holy Spirit has for you, and walk in it. Walk in it, live it out. Our lives can only get richer with Christ. Our lives can only get better, more peaceful, more loving, more joyful, more victory. And even when pain comes, even when persecutions come, we will have the perseverance and the faith to overcome those challenges. No matter what you do, whether you are a believer in Christ or whether you just are not even sure if God exists. The truth is pain and heartache comes for all of us, but the victory, the surpassing joy of knowing Jesus is that you have the help that you need. You have the salvation you need, and you have the assurance that the God of heaven has your back. Thank you for joining me in this episode, y'all. Be blessed, be enriched by the word of God, and I'll catch you in the next episode.